Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Steph Demetrius. I'm so excited that you are here to join me on a journey of getting curious about your intuition and to learn how to turn up the volume to the voice of your soul while grounding your spiritual experiences in this beautiful life. This podcast is about giving a voice to your soul so that you can uncover the parts of you that you may not understand yet, but you deeply desire to. I'll be right here on this journey with you as each episode, I will bring lessons and practical supportive tools as I share my personal journey with you. Thank you for being here and I'm really excited to share this space with you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. episode 61 of the Ignite Your Intuition podcast series. Today's topic is creating a conscious cocoon for expanded intuition. And there are so many ways that I could take this conversation, but I want to keep it really relevant to generally the reason why we would we feel like we feel called to create a conscious cocoon to uh, expand our intuition and what even is a conscious cocoon. <laughs> Something that I it's a name of my own that I call Essentially creating boundaries and creating some structure and some rituals and I call it a cocoon because it's, it is about going inward and intuition when we look at like the yin and the yang energies, yang is more outward, out in the world, out in our physical bodies, yin is inward, it's coming inside into our intuition, into our bodies, to our emotions, to our mental arena, it's kind of going inward to just sit with what's going on and figure out what we need. So creating a conscious cocoon for me, I just see this kind of bubble around myself and what I need right now in life. And I find that personally, the most times that I need to create a conscious cocoon are in times of like a transition in life where it feels really challenging or maybe there's um, yeah something going on in life that feels really tough and hard. And I feel like there maybe is a lot going on in my mind and I feel like it's not as easy to tune into my intuition and it's harder to hear that space of the soul speaking via the intuition. So I love the visual of a conscious cocoon because it feels like we're being held and we're being supported. And that is essentially how we get back to that space of hearing our intuition and trusting it. So I kind of wanted to look at the conscious cocoon in four separate spaces. So those four separate spaces being the four arenas, which I've spoken about many times in this podcast series before. If this is your first episode or you've forgotten what they are, the four arenas are the four ways that we exist in this physical world. So we've got our mental arena, our physical arena, our emotional arena, and our energetic arena that underlies everything. So I like to look at creating a conscious cocoon from those four spaces because In my personal experience, when I have those four spaces nourished and somewhat balanced, even though I don't love to use the word balance because we kind of do go in and out of, you know, fluctuating through um, different, different states of that balance through the days and the weeks and the years of our life, nothing ever stays in balance for a long period of time. It's, it's a really nice space to kind of go, okay, what do I need right now? Like it kind of gives us a bit of a framework to go, right. What do I need in my conscious cocoon right now? And I think that's actually one of the most powerful questions to invite yourself to create a conscious cocoon is is recognizing things maybe aren't how I would like them to be in this world at the moment or in my life. And I'm feeling like 
Maybe I'm feeling like my light inside is dull or I, I can't connect to my purpose or my why or I'm feeling like a situation is really challenging and I don't know how to deal with it and I'm trying to figure it out in my head but I know my head's not the right space because my head's telling you all these stories and maybe other people's opinions or ways of dealing with it and that is just not the truth from my soul for me for what I need. So creating a conscious cocoon is about getting back in touch with our intuition and creating a space to do that. And uh, going through these four arenas, I've got a couple of different um, resources for you that I think would be really supportive. Um, and I'm going to go through the arenas first and I'll share those resources later. So I want to first talk about um, the four arenas, how they show up in our life and how we can nurture them and how by nurturing those those four arenas, we actually create space. We actually create this space where we feel held and supported by ourselves and in that space, we slow everything down. We slow our thoughts down. We calm our nervous system down. We feel centered and grounded and held. And that's the space in which we can more easily connect to our intuition and expand on that intuitive connection. So I'm going to go through the four arenas again. So we've got the mental arena. And I want to share within each of those arenas too different practices that I use to support myself because I want to keep this really super practical. So looking at the mental arena for myself personally, one of the things that I use in the mental arena would probably be talking to a friend or my husband or my psychologist. So someone who I can just talk to, talk out what's going on inside my head, just get it out because once it's out, it's no longer circling around and around and the ego can no longer grab onto it and create more stories and drama around it so for me I find talking really helpful (laughs) if you have been able to tell already by having done 61 podcast episodes I like to talk I find it really therapeutic and also energetically it's passing this energy past my throat chakra so it's actually cleansing myself energetically and ourselves when we do talk and share things out loud another thing that I love to do that I actually have a massive block around is journaling Um, I do go through phases where like gratitude journaling I'll do every single day or I'll do most days. I'm in a phase with gratitude journaling that I will do most days at the moment. But in terms of creating a conscious cocoon, I love gratitude journaling because it helps me get in touch with the oxytocin within my body and that, that, that love hormone that really helps us relax and chill out and kind of come back into that nice space where we feel held by ourselves Um, another way of journaling is just sitting down and writing everything in your head that's going on, writing it down. My intuition will often tell me, go and sit down and journal. And I often, almost just as often as it tells me, I often resist it. And then once I get started, I just think, oh my gosh, why didn't I just listen to it the first time? So that's probably one of my sticking points when it comes to my intuition is trusting journaling. And it's not so much trusting the need to do it. It's that I just let my ego get in the way of it. Um, which is not helpful at all, but journaling when I do do it is so amazing because you get all the crap out of your head and then what's left behind that is space and space for your intuition to drop in. And it's so much easier to sense it and connect with it. Um, for my mental arena too, I love to put music on. It's one of my favorite things. If I wake up in the morning or if I happen to be at home alone um, or even if I'm there with the kids in the morning and my husband getting ready, I love to have music on because I feel like it's got its own energy. I put something on that I feel like will make me feel good or will make the energy of the house feel really good and uplift us. It takes me away from my thoughts. I stop if, if there's something in my head that's bugging me or that I'm trying to figure out or that I can't 
seem to shift putting music on for me i tend to move my body a bit when i put music on and moving really helps to shift stagnant energy within our mental arena as well as our physical but i find too i'll focus on singing the words or you know my kids and i will sing and dance a little bit um and i find that's a really great way of just shifting from that focus on whatever's going inside my head that's bugging me or i'm trying to figure out or trying not to focus on i find music amazing for that Um, And there's so many other different things. So whatever works for you. I love meditating as well. I love um, using my singing bowls too for my mental arena. If I'm like just stuck in a funk or I'm stuck in a story in my head and I'm just like, oh, I can't get out of this thing. I love doing my singing bowls and putting on a song, um, some chanting music and just chanting to it. And even if it's when I don't quite know all the words from, I'll just chant "Om" for as long as I can, as many times as I can through the song and it's amazing the energetic shift once again through that throat chakra um and you don't even have to have a singing bowl to do that you could literally just put on a favorite song and sing to it or put on some chanting music and just just sing or just do some alms just to get that energy shifted past that throat chakra out of your energy system and i often find when i do that my mind is quite clear so it's a bit of a channel to removing and releasing Anything that's going on in your mental arena um, when you're feeling a bit stuck or stagnant in that space. So there are just a few ideas for the mental arena that I love to use to add to creating a conscious cocoon. And you can add your own. And I have um, one of the things that I will recommend right now is I've got an ebook, a free ebook on my website, stephdemetrius.com. Check out the free resources section. There's a whole lot um for anyone who's on my mailing list they get access to this free members area the free resources section check out the 30-day self-care challenge there's a section in that that goes through the four arenas there's also a couple of other worksheets within that area um the free resources section where you can go and check out the four arenas and then there's also space to write your own so there's a couple of um printouts that you can print out and you can write your own list of each arena what works for you so that when you're creating your conscious cocoon you can go through and write a list of things that work specifically for you and that that you feel called to do and to practice. And then you can put it on your bedside table, on your bathroom mirror, in your diary, somewhere where you're going to see it regularly and call on and actually do the practices. So the second arena I want to talk about is the physical one. And this is one of my favorite because I love to move. And often when I'm in a headspace where I'm stuck on something, I haven't moved enough. So for me, it's getting out and shifting that stagnant energy from my body that then creates space for my intuition to drop in. And I know, once again, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, I will go for a bike ride or a run and I will come home and I will have to just grab my journal or a bit of pen and a pen and a bit of paper and just write stuff down. Or sometimes I've actually pulled over on my bike on the side of the road, grabbed out my phone from my arm pocket where I'm listening to music, opened a note and just jotted down downloads that I'm receiving from my intuition or from the universe because that movement just creates that flow of releasing stagnant energy and then all of a sudden opens up this space for your intuition to drop in so within the physical arena as well we've got movement but we've also got nourishing your body physically and your like your physical space around you so I'm going to go through each of those three subcategories within the physical arena so physical movement is whatever makes you feel good so for me it is doing yoga could be dancing, putting on my favorite song and dancing. At the moment, it's one of the songs from the new Top Gun Maverick. Um, who is it by? I think it might be a One Direction song. I love it. My kids love it too. So we put that on and dance to that. Getting on my spin bike. 
Um, I'm getting back into running again, which I love. So going for a run for me is like the quickest way to clear my head. So, or to clear stagnant energy. So running, but whatever works for you. I also at the moment in this physical arena for myself would put cold water dips. And this is something that I never in my entire life thought that I would do. I am someone who hates the cold. I do not like being cold at all. I'm not a snow person. I'm a summer warm tropical holiday kind of person want to be on a nice beach um getting in the water it's not too cold but this year I decided that I was going to challenge myself and one of my challenges is getting comfortable in the cold water and we're almost halfway through winter here in Melbourne and it is it's blown my mind how it refreshes me and resets me on all levels like I can feel my energy change even especially when I put my head under as well. Um, the salt water is amazing for cleansing your chakras and cleansing your energy. So I love to get my head under. So I get my crown chakra under as well. And that just feels so invigorating for me. My mind feels clear. My body feels clear. Um, even emotionally, I feel refreshed. I feel uplifted. I feel, I feel like someone's pushed the reset button. I feel incredible. So for me, that's one of my practices at the moment. I'm trying to do at least once a week is to get into the bay and uh, just do up to 10 minutes, probably eight minutes is my perfect time at the moment because the water is painfully cold when I get in. It takes about two to three minutes of, of breathing to just get through that and then the pain's gone. But I love that. So that for me is a big one on the physical arena. And then we've also got, so within that physical arena, I've just gone through exercise and moving our body. We've also got nutrition. So what we feed our bodies. So you know, trying not to necessarily have a goal of eating 100% healthy because when we do that, it's, you know, it's that all or nothing rule again where we tend to then fall in a heap and then go the other way. So I try to just go 80% nourishing food and try to listen to what my body needs. You know, sometimes I feel like lighter foods like soups or salads. Other times I'll feel like pastas or um, more meaty kind of, you know, meals. So it's just really listening to your body and tuning in, making sure you get enough water, um, taking supplements as well. I take specific supplements. So making sure I have those, uh, even things like taking a nap for your physical body as well. Sometimes it's not about movement. It's actually about rest and slowing right down. So it's understanding whether your body needs, needs the movement or whether it needs the rest and, um, and yeah, just really honoring whatever it is that you need. So the, the third part under the physical arena is our physical environment. So does our handbag need to clear out? Does the kitchen bench need to clear out? Does the pile of books that are growing beside my bed, does that need to clean out? Does my desk at, at work or at home, does my office need to clean out? And I'm actually sitting here in my office and yes, it does need a bit of a clean out. It's not too bad, but definitely could do with a tidy up. And I know that will shift the whole energy of the place. So it's looking at those three factors for the physical arena when we're creating this conscious cocoon, what, what's going to nourish us right now? Well, doing a, just a light spring clean shifts some energy and nourish us. We'll cleaning up our, our eating habits and drinking more water and having supplements and getting enough sleep and having you know a little 20-minute nap during the day or going for some more movement. What is going to nourish us right now? And then coming to the emotional arena, this again is another one of my favorites because it's a big part of what I do with my work. It's a big part of focusing on parenting for me is helping my kids, you know, move through their emotions and feel understood. And I feel like it's just one of the things that we crave as humans is to be understood and to learn how to process our emotions. So for me, um, 
I tend to know that my emotional arena is getting a little bit overwhelmed when the stories start in my head, when I just feel like, like stagnant and like just, just fidgety in my body. And like, I feel like I need to shift something. I might feel like I just need to cry a bit, um, or whatever ways it is that I release emotions. So whenever I'm noticing it, or I'll just notice like parts of my body will feel heavy or, you know, my throat will feel tight or my chest will feel tight or I'll start to feel physical symptoms that I know for me, it's me holding on to emotions. So a few of my favorite ways to release emotions is simply to sit and feel it, put some meditation music on, maybe jump into bed, feel it, you know, acknowledge where it is in my body, Take some nice long breaths. If it's a really big emotion, I might have a massive cry. Um, there's been lots of studies on how crying and the release of tears um, is so powerful for moving through emotions um, and like the physical biochemical side of that, which is so amazing. So I love if I really need a good cry, I will go and find space and make space and time to have a massive cry and just keep crying until it is all out. And then often my head feels clear, my body feels clear. Sometimes I feel a bit tired afterwards because, you know, releasing emotions can make you feel a bit tired and we need to integrate that. But I love having a good cry if I need it. Self-reiki is another one that I do pretty much every single day. And I found really helpful through these last few years of the pandemic, just putting my hands on my body and just saying to my soul and the universe, thank you for this Reiki healing for my highest good right now. And just tuning in and letting the Reiki energy flow. So if you're attuned to give Reiki, whether you've done Reiki 1, 2 or 3, you can give yourself Reiki. If you're not, you could go and get a Reiki session. I do Reiki as part of my healings online and in person. And I'm also going to be um, teaching my Reiki 1, my Reiki level 1 later this year in 2022. So if you are interested in that, jump onto my mailing list. And at the bottom of the next email I send out, there's a section there for... um, learning um, doing your Reiki course so jump on the waiting list there for when I send the email out with all the info I feel like uh, I love teaching Reiki absolutely adore it and I feel like it is one of those things that I wish every human being could experience because Reiki one is all about self-healing in the many different ways that that we can do that Um, but specifically being attuned to the Reiki energy and learning how to feel it the way I teach Reiki is very practical it's very hands-on and very um, tangible so we do a lot of playing with energy we do spend a lot of time figuring out the best way for you to feel and sense energy which I love Um, a few other ways that I love to release emotions for that emotional arena is walking moving my body love that that just that movement I can just you know feel what's going on in my body as I'm moving and walking and and try to not get stuck in the thoughts try to stay really stay in the body and just feel it as I'm moving Sometimes if you're feeling a really big emotion, it can be very confronting just to sit there by yourself and feel that emotion. But if you walk, put some music on and get your body moving, it kind of just helps you shift that energy and helps you process it a little bit easier. So movement, I love. Um, Sometimes also if I'm feeling like I've done a lot of emotional work, but I still can't shift a pattern or an emotion that's coming up, I will go and have an energy healing session and have someone else hold space for me. Because even though I do all this work, I still am a human and I still, there are times when I need someone else to help me hold space for this. So I have a couple of different healers um, that I will choose from that I feel like are best for me in that moment. And I will book a session with them and yeah, have some space where someone else can hold space for me so I can process the emotions and the patterns and the shifts that are coming through. 
And number four is the energetic arena. And again, I think they're probably all, <laughs> I've said that they're all my favorite, but uh, I love them all for, for many different reasons. Um, and yeah, including the energetic arena too. So the energetic arena is sort of one arena that underlies everything. And I often find that if I shift in the energetic arena, other, other arenas just start to clear out themselves anyway. So one of the first things that I do for the energetic arena is self-reiki. It is like giving your energy a, a cleanse, just like you brush your teeth. And this is also one thing that I feel like is really important because, you know, we brush our teeth every day. We eat food every day. We nourish our bodies in all these different ways. But what are we doing for our energy? You know, why, why should that get left off the table and off the to-do list and off the self-care practices on a regular basis? So there are lots of different things you can do. You can work with crystals. I love working with crystals. I use selenite crystal. A big long one, I pop it down my chest and my tummy often when I'm meditating. And I find like that for me is like, um, it's just a chakra aligning crystal. So it aligns your energy. I find for me, I feel like I've been, you know, you plug your iPhone into the charger or plug it into the wall. Um, I feel like that's happened to me after I've laid down with my selenite crystal and I feel like I've been plugged into the source energy and I'm refilled and re-energized and that's one of my favorite ways to do that um, often with my feet up the wall as well just for that extra effect of yeah increasing the energy and shifting energy um, moving my body I love for the energetic arena I'm moving you can you can feel it if you are feeling in a funky mood or you're feeling heavy in your body or you're just like oh I just feel crap if you move your body you can feel the change you can feel that shift you can feel the lightness coming you can feel the heaviness leave you can feel that slowly shifting. If we start to really tune in, we can feel it change, you know, moment by moment. And then by the end of that exercise that we've done, even just reassessing and going, you know, how, how different do I feel right now? And there's not many times when I will move and not feel different. So movement again for the energetic arena is great. Um, things like using essential oils or smudging, um, smudging the house or the space or yourself or using singing bowls is also amazing for shifting energy. Another one that might not be seen as an obvious one for the energetic arena is setting a boundary is saying no to someone or saying yes to something or canceling something. So you can have time for yourself. Um, yeah. Or saying no to someone in a way of, you know, maybe the way they're behaving towards you isn't healthy for you, or maybe, you aren't your true self when you're around them because you feel like you have to people please or act in a different way just to make them okay. Setting a boundary so that you do not leak or waste energy and, and spend as little time not being your true self. So as soon as we get into that space where we're people pleasing or doing things for others so that, so that we can try and make them feel okay with us, then we are just leaking energy. That is, that's an exhausting way to live when we're trying to be someone that we are not. So setting boundaries around that is an incredible practice for your energetic arena because it means that when we're being our true self, we are in alignment, everything's in flow and we're not um, like spinning our wheels and trying to use extra energy to please someone or to be someone that we're not because when we are trying to be someone we're not, it's not in alignment with us. It's so much harder to hold that and it's a lot of work compared to when we can just try and be our true self, whatever that is in that moment. And just let that be. So setting boundaries is one of those things and one of those practices that I think is often left off the table when we're looking at things like self-care. Um, but setting a boundary can be one of the most important things we can do for ourselves in many different ways. So 
I hope that you've enjoyed going through those four arenas. As I mentioned, download, if you feel called to, the 30-day self-care challenge. Um, There's some other things in there as well that will help you with your practice and creating a regular practice. But there are lists for each of those four arenas. I've just put in a list of the things that I love. And then there's also a space for you, um, if you print it up, to write in your own practices as well, to write, create your own list of uh, practices to create a conscious cocoon. And having mentioned boundaries towards the end there, the main part of creating the conscious cocoon is the boundary of when you're going to practice these things and saying no to anything else that, that is going to get in the way of it. So really making sure that you are creating space and time for yourself to practice these things. And they don't have to be big, long practices. It could be two minutes. It might be, oh my gosh, one that I left off there too um, is breath work because I don't have it written down, but it just popped into my mind. Then breath work is one that I will use for all of those arenas. I feel like it's one of those things you could put in the energetic arena because it supports everything. It supports mental space and clarity it supports physical space and clarity emotional space and clarity and energetic too so breath work is another massive one and there's so many different ways you can do breath work um you really need to listen to your body when you're doing breath work and if you do have any any uh health conditions or anything going on health wise you need to make sure that you're okay to do breath work um but some of my favorite breath work practices are doing four seconds breathing in and six to eight seconds breathing out. It's a really nice way to regulate your nervous system and calm yourself down. Um, box breathing as well is a really nice one. I find that uh, that's a really good one for slowing down, but also energizing. So box breathing is four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out and four seconds hold. And then you continue with that practice. Um, there's many different ways you can do breathing techniques, but they're probably two of my my favorite ones. So yeah, uh, find a space to write down the four arenas and how you could nourish yourself in those four spaces that we exist. And also with that conscious cocoon too, it's creating some structure and some ritual around that. So when are you going to practice these things? And it might even be setting some times aside you know, a couple of times a day, maybe two or three times a day, looking at even five or 10 minutes, if you don't have much time and then having your list with you and putting your hand on your heart and tuning in and saying to yourself and asking yourself, thank you for some guidance for my highest good right now as to which practice is best for me or what do I need in this moment? And then just letting your intuition guide you with that list as to which one is going to be best for you in that moment. So it could be a very structured practice where you have it all structured out each day, or it could be a less structured practice where you still have the structure of when you're going to do the practice, but tuning in in that moment and asking yourself what you need for your highest good. And that's a really beautiful way to, to expand that connection with your intuition, but also learn to trust yourself because in that moment, when you ask yourself, what do I need right now? There is an answer in there. And when we first start to ask ourselves that question, It feels like the answer is miles away and we can barely hear it. But each time we practice listening to that answer and taking action on it, it gets louder and louder and louder until we get to the point where we can put our hand on our heart, ask ourselves, what do I need right now? And bang, it'll just pop straight into your mind. So that's a really nice practice too for um, working on trusting yourself more and working on that relationship with yourself and with your soul. So I hope that today's episode has supported you in some way. 
for whatever reason it is that you felt called to create a conscious cocoon to expand your intuition or maybe you're going through something in life and you just you just really confused and not sure what to do the answers are within and when we create a conscious cocoon it allows us space and time to begin to trust ourselves again and to open up that connection with our soul and with our intuition and if you are going through a tough time in your life i just want to send you so much love um I know what it's like to be in a space where you doubt your intuition. You don't know what your purpose is anymore. You feel completely lost and completely just, yeah, almost like you are spinning in space and you don't know what's up and what's down. Take it one day at a time. Take it one moment at a time. Spend some time tuning in. And and I promise you, if you do this regularly, that voice within will start to get louder and louder day by day, moment by moment, practice by practice. It is all in the taking of the action and the honoring of yourself and creating that conscious cocoon and going inward and starting to take action on what your intuition is guiding you to. So sending you all so much love. I also wanted to let you know too that the podcast is taking a little bit of a break. I'm on school holidays with my kids at the moment. So I'm going to be having two weeks off. So I will be back here in three Mondays time. And uh, yeah, if you are after some more episodes to listen to, this is episode 61. So there are 60 previous episodes to support you on your spiritual, energetic and intuitive journey. So I hope you have a beautiful day and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for being here today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would absolutely love it if you're enjoying this podcast series to head on over and give this podcast a five-star rating and write a review so that more beautiful souls can find this podcast and feel inspired too. If you have any questions you would like answered on the podcast, feel free to email me at info at and I will answer those questions in upcoming episodes. If you are after more support and guidance with intuition, I have free resources and I am taking one-on-one sessions again online and in person. So you can head on over to www.stephdemetrius.com and have a look there. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. I will see you next week. Thank you.